0: Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Hollywood Breaks. You'll enjoy this episode as we bring on special guest Sean McNulty from The Inkler and his, talked about his newsletter, The Wake Up, and many things going on inside of Hollywood. So enjoy the show. And hello, Janice. You do your um, distribution on it every day, right? And it's a compilation? Uh, every weekday, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Monday to Friday. Have, have you, um, have you, do you recognize patterns? If you're doing that same work every day. Are you seeing kind of global, bigger trends as you compile stories and kind of think through what's happening?
1: Um, I mean, you know, it's really more, it's not shocking. Certainly. I mean, anything layoffs or, you know, larger movements in the business are going to get a little more engagement out of it. than you know, is it like today was Channing Tatum, you know, takes Chris Evans role, which is a certain, which is important, but it's not a business story. It's more of a, you know, pop culture story so the business stuff it depends about the crowd you're talking about i was doing it for a not a general audience but a free audience beforehand which was definitely a wide mix i mean i kind of created it for executives and people in the know but you know my mom's neighbor <laughs> loved it and like you know like just like i'm like really she's like janice loves your newsletter and i'm like okay like you know sure because people like to know and i think i write it I like to think I write it in a way that's accessible and you know, back to, you know, Tim, back to your point about like, let me break this down for people who do know but it's, it's not to go into a long tirade about it, but just like, oh, let me just clarify. Like, you know, yeah. what is, uh, what's, the, what's premier league. Okay. Premier league is the, what's the champions league for soccer, which most people don't. They hear the term. Oh my God. Champions league. Like, do you know what champions league is? Cause I, I, yeah, cause right. I don't really didn't even know sort of. So then I was like, sidebar, <laughs> if you need to know what, this is great. Okay. Now we're back to the story. And if you know what it is, you can skip it. And if you know, so I kind of take that approach to whatever it is, where I'm not just going to assume, I mean, I kind of assume ARPU people know this because I write about it. My readers know what it is because I write about it so much, but even that's like an average revenue user. Here's what this, you know, just to remind you, like what that kind of stuff is. So I've kind of found that balance, but what moves stuff, you know, you're out with the mercy of the So it sounds like you are, you're the critical thinker of
0: entertainment news so that you can say, wait a second, do we actually know what this means? Let's break this down for Janice. So Janice understands... Yeah,
1: <laughs> Yeah. exactly. As the intermediary between this, which everybody loves to talk about, but like, does everybody really know what this is? Or they just like, they like to say the terms and not really know what the terms mean, right. which we're all guilty of. I've been guilty of it. I mean, you know, in case, you know, as an exec, I come into it from executive background, not a journalist background. So you kind of know, like, right. Um, people really don't know no. what this is, even though they want to know, they want, they want to seem like they're in the know about it. So let me just give you a little, help. I'm not saying you do know, I'm not saying you don't know. I'm just saying, if you want it, here's this. Right. And then we move on to whatever it might be versus trying to sound smart, for lack of a better term of like, oh, let me put all these big words and long sentences in. It's like, no, let me do the reverse of that. Put it in bullet point and do this because that's a much easier way to digest it. Because I know that's how, like that's, you know, when Keith, we've been like, we're in the business of, of communicating information to people. In a meeting, an executive, you know, like you've ever, you ever been an executive, how much attention span do we have with an executive to get your idea across? Uy. You want to send three paragraphs or you want to send three bullet points because you know what's right. going to get read. And the newsletters, this, your newsletter audience is not any different than any any average right. executive in Hollywood. So that that is the, the so audience. So
0: you're li- you're like the Cliff Notes of Hollywood, so that people can uh, yes, that's exactly, yes, that's exactly that's exactly right. To um, it. The Cliff Notes of so the day, so they can sound smart at the, uh, mor- the Monday morning meeting when they're waking everybody <laughs> else up. There
1: you go. I got it. Did you hear about it? Exactly. And do you know what the ARPU was of uh, this in India? Like you know, what's Disney Plus Hot Hotstar find it literally? Oh well, it's this. Sort of, like yeah, you know, how did you know? I, I just kind of do refreshers and things like that like because you know he also don't remember I, i'm like i'm a big media nerd so i remember all this stuff but i'm sure the average is like what's that again who's this person no. what's the know, average people no. don't remember
0: what you guys remember so you you which know, is fine you two
1: are like the you right have a there's, there's different like, tiers so i don't spend yeah. too much time on it for people like keith and myself but i do <laughs> want to remember you tim and like okay like let me put a little bit in little here bit just to get that, that reader up to speed
0: <laughs> yep just to keep that well, in mind this is Kind of going back to the original idea of the question, too, is like I find this with Keith, you, you know, I often kind of push you towards these these kind of answers as well. You guys are so entrenched in the day to day of information, insider conversations, you you're quick translators of what's happening. So I feel like you guys could know what's coming up sooner than an average viewer or an outsider or someone, you know, even just mm-hmm. someone trying to get started. Um, and I'm imagining Sean like every if you're compiling every single day, you're seeing patterns that you can recognize. Like, oh, I know what happens next, because you're going like, hey, I, I'm, I, am i have seen this pattern before, and usually what happens next is these people get laid off or. And no one's announcing it, but you can see it sooner than later. Sure.
1: And it's not even just doing the newsletter. It's being an executive for 20 plus years in the business. Sure. We've been mm-hmm. through yeah. recessions. I can tell you exactly how this goes. There was like, oh, is there advertising pullback? I'm like, yeah, that's the first thing that gets cut. Brand advertising. Every 2002, 2008, you know, which recession do you yeah. want to talk about? It's not any different. It's where people go. Who get if they have a bad slate, what goes first? The production <laughs> people, the marketing people, the marketing people every time. <laughs> So it's not like it's like, oh, my God, why is the head of Netflix marketing out? I don't know. What do you think? You know, it's like because they're looking around, they're not going to fire Ted. They're not going to. You know, it's like, so yeah, right. <laughs> you're out, you know, yeah. be you're first, e. you're last be. to go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's it's more it's not necessarily me writing that brings that. It's just me being being a media nerd for 25 years or reading the trades every day for that long You just and and understanding it and you know, just bring a study to it, not just like okay, what happened? Like, oh, yeah, connecting dots. That's kind of like it's either back to your point, Tim. Is your cliff notes or connecting dots? And that's kind of where I'm like, yep, you saw this layoff, you saw this layoff, you saw this layoff. Layoffs are come like you know, like and they're all separate little news items. But if you look at them the past week at seven to 10 days, you're like, oh, this is. This seems like it's getting momentum now. And that's where, like, that's so, that's how I, that, that does help me maybe, you know, um, uh, solidify yeah. a trend or like where maybe other things are disparate that way in the news. I feel like I want to combine the two of you and your newsletters. <laughs> that's together. What, the
0: podcast what do you think we're for? doing, Tim? This I mean, this is your come big on. day. <laughs> I, you know, come on. But then I can call it wake up to the founder's <laughs> brew. And I can put the two together. <laughs> yeah okay
2: sure right <laughs> exactly.
0: there you go there you go <laughs> so you two work together or ha- you've known each other from the past from yes executive days I guess. <laughs> yes <laughs> you're
1: both in worth in similar size of the business yeah yeah yes
0: yeah how did uh how's the anchor treating you
1: great you know i mean it's a great audience it's uh again my audience is a bit of a mix of consumer and executive this is definitely a little more executive which is where am i writing, by my mind was going to anyway Nice. Um, but no, I mean, Janice and Richard have been overly generous and, uh, you know, uh, it's, and it hasn't, you know, it was, I'm not doing anything different. It's really just doing it under the, you know, and I, it's it's, so it's not like under it was a big, big change. Anyway. I just literally moved it, you know, under their, uh, subscription plan. So it's, it's been, you know, so far into the podcast has been great. Yeah. I love
0: the service they provide. I think, uh, oh, what good. Richard's been doing, I think the ankler kind of just, there is a, a truth that needs to be told, and we've had Richard on, and yeah, you just know, no, like no. he's basically saying, I kind of got tired of the BS of the, like you know the <laughs> LA Times coverage of what's happening, and I need to tell what's <clears throat> exactly happening and ask questions like, who is this person? Why are they here? What's going on? Why isn't this person fired? Why aren't you making any real decisions over in the studio? So yeah, I kind of yeah. love that he uh, he kind of knows the inside scoop enough, and they're not pushing him out; they're almost embracing his. Uh, Kind of critical thinking and appreciation for the art enough that he's willing to
1: call it out as needed yes and i think you know it's, it's been interesting uh you know we're not we're, di- we're different voices but we are two sides of a coin we're like i'm also taking kind of like this is bs we all know it's bs i'll say it's b you know but it's news anyway I'll put a little more of a lighter spin on it. I'm a little more of a, I mean, uh, not comedic, but just like a lighter tone. Yeah. Richard would be a little more of the not curmudgeon, but a little more the, as you said, the guy who's going to like yeah. really call this out or chastise or whatever it might be, you know, like, so, but it's, but it's the same ideology of like calling out BS when you see BS in town and not being like, oh yeah, well, we'll talk about the Emmys, but like, it's an artistic award. It's random. Why are we all asking acting like this is the biggest, you know, it happens every year. I you know, it's like all this stuff. We know why it exists. It's it plays a role in the business 110%. But let's, you know, call this out for what it is, and then we can have the conversation, you know, and then it's right. fine. But if we don't then we know what the award really means, then we can talk about the winners and losers of it. just yeah. take what you want out of it and win, and what winner and loser. There's no loser. It's like, you know, oh, I didn't win an artistic award. Okay. Although I, I love I love Ted
0: Lasso, so I, I was happy
1: with the last results <laughs> of the last episode. All right, well we can get.
0: Into well, that. Well, you
2: but. might be happy with this week's this year's too. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot to, lot to say on that one. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's it's interesting because um, I, I said this to Richard when he first came on that I felt like he was Nikki Fink without when Nikki Fink first started. <laughs> yeah, because she I was mean, very much call, yeah calling yeah. out all the BS between the trades, which are all now owned by one company, and they all <laughs> have their own. Interest in uh, promoting whatever the studio wants, because the studio basically, studios basically keep them afloat. And, you know, she eventually went down a dark path, which Richard obviously does not go down, thankfully. But um, I think it's it's a refreshing... He brings a refreshing, um, viewpoint to it that <clears throat> I think was missed in a lot of regards with regard, um, in terms of so wait, explain, explain to Janice
0: who Nikki Fink is. Cause I don't know if Janice knows who Nikki Fink
2: is. Oh, Nikki Fink was a, she started deadline Hollywood, which is a website now owned by Penske media, which at the time she was the only person who wrote on it. And she was just a little, she was, she was, she had, a, she had the inside scoop to a lot of, uh, what was happening behind the scenes. Um, she befriended a lot of the he- studio heads, and she got a lot of information fed to her. And it started; it was it was great access because she kind of also didn't pull, hold back. You know, if she saw BS, she call BS. And you know, everyone when you read the trades, you can tell when they're just totally toeing the line <laughs> or trying to to twist, say the right thing, has to not to offend their studio paymasters. She just didn't care. And then it just started to get, it got really dark. And then, you know, when Penske came in and bought her, she, you know, things went a little south and she eventually went away and there was no one really filling in. And then deadline just became a rehash of variety. And then Richard came in and started sort of filling that void by saying, okay, yeah, these guys are all in cahoots. I'm going to start telling what's really happening. And, you know, then people started feeding him information and, you know, he's been around. He's, I think he's worked in, Various aspects of the industry. So he knows the ins and outs and he knows people. And it's, you know, as we've talked about repeatedly on this podcast, it's a relationship business. So if you have the relationships, you can get the information. And um, I think that's where he's definitely become an asset. So, but it's interesting you guys bring up the Emmys, if we can pivot to that. Um, And what you said, Sean, about um, everyone freaking out about who got left out. Like there was all these articles about yellowstone not getting nominated and this is us getting shut out and it's like i don't really think consumers care per se i mean i know the actors oh sure um obviously but you know i was thinking about this the other day and honestly i i didn't think (laughs) yellowstone was that spectacular this past season and honestly succession was so i didn't really see it as a complete snub but again, I think the press always seems to want to push this narrative that somebody's always left out, and I think it's also in the service of the Academy to make it seem like the award means more beyond just those who are nominated. If you
1: take it that, sure, way. there's 400 plus television shows out there. No one's watching them all. This isn't a fair. <laughs> this isn't a fair value. So I no. don't even know. It's the <laughs> dumbest thing in the world to be like it's. It, it's from a world of when there was three broadcast networks, and you could probably watch most shows every year. Nothing has changed in how they approach this, but except for the volume and, you know, it's an, it's an, as an artistic award, no one's evaluating all the, all the participants, all the, all the contestants. So is that Mm -hmm. a fair system? No, of course not. How could you say that? I mean, you know, objectively speaking, it's like having a beer competition and it's mother passionate like craft beer. And you only taste 20% of the beers. Like, oh, okay. Well, so the other 80%, I don't know them. So they're probably can't be any. Did you, Um, are you an Academy member, Sean? No, I'm not. Did
0: you? No. I am not. Did, Keith, did you try to, I try to watch the screener. I mean, it's it's impossible. It is a. No, it's imp- it's physically impossible. I'm not, I'm not faulting anyone. I'm just saying. Full-time job. It's
2: impossible. It's
0: impossible. You it, The list that they give you to start with, just, if I had to just watch one thing from each category. It would take me forever. And yeah. then you open it up and there's 19 things. And then I'm in I'm in some category where I have to watch news broadcasts in order to do it right. I have to watch like new broadcast episode things. So it's it is it is crazy. It's crazy.
1: You're totally right. So it is what it is. It's a general barometer of something, but you know, um, it's also to Keith's point, oh, Keith's like Keith like that show. I like this show. Is there any of their opinions greater than the other one? No. Does it matter? No. Right. Like it's not. It's not basketball. <laughs> no. This isn't an NBA game where you have this point and this point. There's a proven winner in this. this it's it gets equated to things that it doesn't equate to any artistic. The Oscars, you know, whatever. Any any artistic award outside of we're going to recognize you for your achievement or something like. Okay, f- great, and that's to be lauded. But to compete head to head on this stuff, wh- okay? What? It's an opinion. It's, it's a hundred percent opinion based award that what what tell you it's like you know what won four years ago i think, i don't know like all right, yeah okay great you know like what is it even it's just something to, to maybe get you a pay bump maybe there's something along and to your point about within the community it means something but to keep to your point to the consumer like you know you tell me uh did mad men win? Uh, how many that means did they win you know i don't know like, you know, was it was a great show. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what matters. It's not like, you know, yeah. this, is, this whole thing. is The pop culture moment is almost
0: done with it, too. Oh. Like, I well, to me, like looking at the nominations yes. of well, the first thing to, start to me is Squid Game, where I feel like mm-hmm. Squid Game was nine years ago. And then they're going <laughs> to award it in September. Even I was like, wasn't that a 2000? Wasn't that
1: early 2001 and we're, we're giving the reward? White Lotus was last summer. I mean, a lot of these shows yeah. were last year. And quite frankly, your Ted Lasso was last summer. So like a lot of these front runners, even Succession, was October. And that's the whole thing with this, this TV year yep. is that everybody backloaded to February to May, which was a big thing of like, they're just dumping the shows. And very few of those shows are the ones that got the most nominations this year. So what does that tell you about anything? You know, like another case in point. Yeah. Strategy will get you everywhere in this business. You
0: know? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Just make a good show. And make a good show, and have it on your. Own. I love, I love Just winning time. I didn't get one nomination. I still love winning time. I think Jason Clark's amazing.
0: Those statues are pretty cool. I wouldn't mind one of those statues sitting right about it here, somewhere in my bookshelf. I'll tell you what,
1: they're huge. I do have they one, and I literally it's the box I record uh, my podcast on. That's that's where Miami is. It's so. inside the box, <laughs> <it's> literally <laughs> on top of underneath my laptop right now. So yeah. That's awesome. There you go. That's a great. It's like, well, oh, there you go. See, so you're it's basically cool saying
0: your career is by, you know, built on, on your display. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> built
1: on your Emmy. I career. Exactly. <laughs> Looking at it right now. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Gold, sturdy box here. It Comes in a highly recommended. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay, I'll, you can. I'll borrow yours. I'm Way you put it
0: right here on my bookshelf. Whatever you yeah. need. <laughs> Whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we we often trash the award shows. As soon as we can, because they are kind of a throwback to weird culture that doesn't exist anymore. You're right. Like there was kind of an exclusive nature to what entertainment was. It wasn't accessible. Um, Like the evolution has come so far in the last 10 years, 20 years for sure, of just how much content is being created, my access to it, who's creating it, who's watching it the amount of time being spent watching this stuff it's like it's not weighted like it used to be um therefore the award or the moment seems to also just
1: fade away too yeah and how we can, I mean the award ceremony itself is just like you don't watch three networks anymore you can you have YouTube to watch the speech highlights it's you know what are you watching sh- if you're talking about the show you know for sure um but you know, it's the diversity. It's a long tail of media. It's, this story's been written for twenty years. You know, it's not new, as you said. It's just getting longer and longer. I think now, and this is where the recession, or uh, the theoretical recession uh, should it arrive, um, will <laughs> be the. You know, we haven't had one in uh, you know fourteen years or thirteen years. That's a long time to go. You know, and you want to go back to 2008, mm-hmm. there was no streaming. So streaming has not seen a right. recession. Right. So keep that, you know, remember that. So like, and who knows how long this one will or will not be and so forth. But this era of like, you know, John Landgraf, would go up every year at TCA, the head of uh, FX uh, networks, and he was always the official kind of show counter and be like, you know, it's 552 this year, you know, whatever. And that number kept going up. And now you can't help but think, like, yeah, that might, it probably will start going down and a couple, for a variety of reasons. Look, I don't think anybody, the three of us, would argue that there's not enough television being made. Like we would probably say, yeah, we're yeah. good. We don't need it. But, uh, you know, if you can't find a show you like, you, you should just stop watching television. It's like, this not. You know, not like, oh, there's no, this group isn't represented or these people don't have something it's, you know, like, or whatever, or this story is not being told, you know, granted there are a lot more of certain people being getting more attention than other people, but it's not like you can't find a show that speaks to a interest or demographic or whatever it might be in this day and age. And now it's just a point of like, you're, it's overkill, you know? netflix did i think 70 movies this year whatever it was you don't need 70 you know like it's all right yeah. you could probably much do 35 of them and make them you know a little maybe higher quality and, and give them a little more marketing love like you know i knew when, i love this guy keith you know yeah. but, i, I love this guy <laughs> i mean case in point i don't mean to you know bring up specifically but like the gray man 200 million dollar movie ryan gosling chris evans have you mm-hmm. seen it plastered everywhere have you seen it like thor in terms of a marketing campaign, and it's not as many no, theaters in, in its defense and it's only limited this weekend and it goes right. on Netflix next Friday, the 22nd. Um, right. But right. you know, does, does yeah. it feel like an event. And not I don't at all. All. Right. And that's what I mean. Like, all right. So there, there is no. that cultural and that's why the movies are dead. I'm like, no movies are not. Cause you know what? They matter. And that's how movie stars get made. It's not just through the movie itself it's through the cultural moment, which is made through that 60, $70 million marketing spend, and Netflix films don't get those. And that's why I was like, maybe Netflix should lean into theatrical. They're spending all this money on these movies and getting these, you know, these guys are getting big paydays. You know, it's great that the number, the streaming number, the minutes viewed are great. Like, all right, you know, all right, yeah. great. Which is the dumbest metric in the world. And <laughs> That's the <a> whole separate <laughs> comment. I won't get dive into that. My rant on that one. i <laughs> on that one on too many other podcasts. I, people know where I stand on that one at this point. But from a cultural, you know, <laughs> relevancy moment, it's like, what, that's why the question always comes up. Like outside of maybe extraction, you know, like what is the big Netflix movie? Like even Red Notice, I think you know, like, oh yeah, like you know, but I don't know that it was like oh my god, like it's not you know back to like a Bill Simmons thing, every watchable, like you know, it doesn't. It's like where that's where that stuff right. that cachet comes in, and that's a little bit what's lacking in the in the you know that marketing play for for Netflix. So I don't know. The- you
0: no, know, do we say it's lacking because we. We came from a, a time
1: where that's the way it worked. It still does. And I mean, as I said, Thor, I mean, Top Gun does. was everywhere. I right? mean, you know, like it's just the spin. So it's just the tradition was everywhere. It's a traditional yeah. model. It's just for like four yeah. years. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, Elvis, for example, which is, a, you know, a original, you know, that uh, Warner Brothers spent a lot. them I mean, but that was a very large presence and that didn't have, a, you know, an unknown star. it didn't you know, have things going against it. It was out there minions. How much minions did you see this summer? You know, like that was everywhere, you know? So there is something to that. We're like, you'll remember that now where you don't have that cultural, you know, cachet or presence. It's a little bit of a different, as much as successful as it might be as like, oh yeah, a hundred million accounts watched it, et cetera, et cetera you know, and Netflix is also a global business. So there's yeah. very- at different
0: times over a different time period. It doesn't happen like the water cooler moment. And what is that? What, how,
2: yeah. How many minutes does it actually mean? Do they watch the whole thing or they watch five minutes. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah, the worst metric. <laughs> so it's, that's, and that's what the cultural
1: relevance. That's why I think like squid game had that cultural relevancy, not be. And that's a great story because it wasn't because of marketing. It wasn't because of any of this. I mean, that, that show had everything mm. against it. It was the quality of the show that worked, you know? So like, These things can kind of morph, but with movies, like series are one thing, movies need that love of marketing. I feel like to really make that, you know, uh, the thing, because a show you're you're not going to watch. I mean, some people might watch all at once, but a film you sit down and watch for two hours, you pay to go see it. You give it your attention. There's a, you know, not a respect per se, but like I am dedicating my time to this A series like, yeah, I'll watch one tonight. I'll watch one, whatever, you know, and it's a different relationship with it. So that's where Netflix films has a challenge. Yeah. I, I feel like if you're all you're
0: doing is trying to fill up minutes, then they're always going to have that challenge because they have to somehow get past the, we need to, to create billions of minutes every single month in order to keep up with the demand. The consumer demand for minutes is greater than I feel like anybody can produce.
1: Yeah. And that's where I would, I'm a contrarian on this where... A lot of streaming services and places will tell you engagement means success. And coming from my background, I worked at HBO for many, many years. For me, you know, it's it's subscribers. It's how many people are paying for your thing, and that's where that's what matters. I don't care if you have the most, and that's why the stream minutes means nothing. Because like, oh, if somebody watched it for it, like you know, the big joke is some of these series that may have some. Adult scenes. Oh my God! Their minutes viewed on this, but you know what? A lot of people hmm. are rewatching a certain section of each of these things many, many times. So I wouldn't count that as minutes viewed or popularity. It's a it's a skewed metric, but it's also yeah. a totally different business model to
0: say to come to the theater. You're saying come buy this product. You're, you're paying a you know, ticket so you watch it. It's the last yeah. and the subscriber base. Yeah, good. Yep. Yeah, subscribers base is to say don't cancel me.
1: Well, I'm choosing so like, to pay yeah, for Just you don't cancel. Well, that yeah, right. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of like that, attention, you know, uh, metric is one is it has a, an outweighted metric to me where it's like, are you paying money for this or not? And that is sure. Greater engagement probably leads you to people keeping the service and so forth. But if you're overwhelmed or things like that, too, it, that's not good either. You know, like it's like, oh, OK, there's just too much to watch. I don't want to have this anymore. I mean, you know, I can't be bothered mm. with it. So the ultimate metric is so is someone paying you and how much are they paying you? A Disney Plus subscription is $8. If it's Netflix subscription is almost $16. You're telling me these two things are in the same business? Uh, you know, I it's it's a different and you know what? A Star Wars show costs you just as much as uh the great well, business, uh, you know? Well, I mean, <laughs> the streaming service is not all built the same way as what I'm you know, So it's like, uh right. oh, my God, they're competitors. I'm like, sort of. I mean, they they both make cars, but one costs Mercedes Benz costs and one costs what a Ford's going to cost you. So there's a nuance right, right. here that is not always addressed in these conversations about money. And subscription versus minutes watched, and all these other things that are kind of nebulous versus like, no, no, how much money are you making? How much are how many, how many people are paying you for your products? And that's what movies are still great at because you know every every Sunday, every Sunday those numbers come out, and it's like that's a hard number. That is not a rating. That is not a minutes watched. That is not a, no. That is literally
2: how much money did people pay you for your movie this weekend? Which is a you have to love it. Yeah, I think that's what's interesting is. I think um, that's what Netflix mm. is running into now is the wall. You know, the investors have gotten wise to the fact like, okay, this minutes watch <laughs> thing. What, what does this mean? You're spending all this money, like $200 million for the gray man. Sounds great. But how, how are you making money? Like, where's the money? Like you can't just say, Oh, we have, you know, we're losing subscribers and yet we're making $200 million, mo- million dollars movies that don't necessarily always feel like they're cultural moments. I think that's what's, what they're kind of starting to face now. And as you know, we hit inflation and the may or may not be recession. I think there's going to be a lot of consumers going to be like, is this really worth it anymore? I mean, yeah, it's nice to have access to this movie, but you know, the other thing as Tim will praise me for saying this, the quality of their movies is just something that people are now starting to question even more. It's like, yeah, it's great to have Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling in a movie, but what if the movie's meh? And it's like a rehash of every other spy movie that we've seen over the last 20 years. Do I really want to, is it really worth paying $16 a month to have access to something like that when I can pay $8 a month and watch Obi-Wan Kenobi 15 times over? And that, that stream,
1: stream Minutes <laughs> thing doesn't tell you who finished it, which is also, which I would argue is a much right. more important metric. It's, you know, I mean, back when they did report that kind of thing, you know, there was that Wahlberg pick that came out uh, with Peter Berg at the top of the pandemic, whatever it was like one of the most popular films ever. I forget. That. It tells you the truth. I don't even remember the name of it anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember that. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> but it was one of their. Still, probably is one of their top ten or fifteen. But like at the time, it was like yeah. You know, like they watch, like a lot of people watch ten minutes. And the, the completion rate was pretty low, and I was like, "Yeah," because it's not, even I started it and stopped it. I'm like, "This is not." I was like, "You know, the respect, respect guys, it's not a good movie." And I was like, "Nope." Does that make me a happy customer? No. Does that add to right. the minutes viewed count? Sure. Which one do you count as as a business? Right. And Keith, back to your point, like about spending these two these large sums of money and these big headlines or whatever. This at a time when the subscriber numbers are to keep going up. It's like I guess it's working. Hey, there's these big paychecks doesn't really say the numbers are going up. Now they're not. And it's like, you're still spending this for retention or for what, you know, like it's once you plateau, these questions that you just make right there is exactly the ones that come up where you don't get You know, quizzed or pressed on that as much at a time when it's like, well, they, the numbers are going up, so why bother? Now it's like, oh, we have to really look at this and see if we're making the right choices. So that's whether the question also of like dropping all the episodes at once, and this, these, these other questions. Where in the past it's like seems to be working, now it's like, is this really the best strategy? And you know, so these things start coming all up. right So play this thing out a little bit, right? Because
0: yeah. we're going to possibly hit a recession. There's obviously some changes necessary, as we're saying. Um, there's this weird inverted curve of like how much content you can make and how much the consumer wants to consume. Mm-hmm. I always found it weird that it takes nine months or twelve months to make a piece of content and someone watches it in sixty minutes and then they want another sixty minutes. And you're like, I just I mean, gave you one year worth of beast. work. Yes. Yeah, but you yeah. know, I'm done. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I want to burn more of that stuff. So there's this weird curve to it. Play the same this thing out over the next couple of years. What's what's the trend going to be? What are we going to see? Who's going to kind of uh, fight for, you know, who's going to fight for what territory and how are we going to kind of determine the what the transition is going to be as we get through this weird
1: economic and media time? Sure. And I actually wrote about this recently in my newsletter, the wake up at the ankler.com. Oh, the wake up. Yes, really? exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. a small plug. <laughs> the, wake up. Nice. Um, the main issue is that everybody's losing a lot of money on this. And it's fine to lose money when A, interest rates are low, money's cheap, and B, when the recession, when your economy is growing or in positive areas. Um, once you hit a recession and you can't really, your, your interest rate just went up for you know 3X, whatever it might be, who knows, to get money to fund all these productions. Um, you know, Peacock and Paramount Plus lost $450 million in the first three months of the year. Disney plus or Disney streaming lost 900 million dollars in three months. End of the mm. year that's in the first quarter. that's not the year. So the you know you multiply that by four, by four you're talking a couple of billion yeah. dollars on a service that costs eight bucks a month that like what's you know when, and a third of your subscribers pay literally uh, under a buck for it in India you know and it's like, oh right, there's a lot under this that no one's get you know, oh my God, look at the numbers of subscribers wait where are they and that's where these you know things start coming and so to your point what's going to happen and and, you know or what i where does this go all that's going to be scrutinized a lot more as to like how much you're spending and as we all know you do have to spend to be in it or you're you're just don't play because Mm -hmm. you can't be this half-assed you know streaming service like has a new show every month and it's like okay you know which kind of is I mean, Disney's playing that game a little bit. It was like, oh, it's a Star Wars series every month. It's every every month we do one, one big thing and the rest, you know, it's not in the same cadence of a Netflix, which is across the board, but even HBO Max or even Paramount Plus does more original programming. So anyway, to your, your questions, like these losses are going to be looked at a lot more closely and they're going to hurt the bottom because the broadcast television business ain't going to save you anymore. It's not like, oh, we can pull this lever, you know, the, the other levers to pull these conglomerates are not large. And the Apple checkbook is still wide open and the Amazon checkbook is relatively still wide open. So that's probably where this goes, but does the format change then? Like, do we go
0: do we go into live television or well, consumer created s- content, something like that, so that they can create still viewing hours without having to
1: well that's called tiktok so, you know. so <laughs> somebody's
0: yeah.
1: there, I know, <laughs> other competitive
0: factors uh, you know the tiktok factor but daytime receiver. television is formatted that way because they basically need to shoot mm. it live and get it right onto the screen as soon as they do it otherwise they can not they couldn't re, you know make 24 hours with, well netflix is trying but 24 hours of the movies every for every channel everywhere so there is a format that format allows for get five people get Kelly and Ryan to sit on stage. We have two hours worth of
1: content distraction, well, and that's people. what essentially what AVOD, which is uh, advertiser supported uh, video on demand. So things like Pluto, Peacock, which is has a big AVOD play to it, Tubi. These are these twenty four hour channels that are free. That are just exactly what you said it's you know it's the there's a today show channel on peacock you can watch a Today show any time of day you want on peacock you can watch snl Why would you want to watch i'm just i'm just i'm just your, yeah, well, your <laughs> kelly and ryan analogy i'm <laughs> just saying you can do that and that is being done they literally just announced you know last week jeopardy 24 hours a day wheel of fortune 20 on a channel on pluto which is free to watch so like Yeah, then there's money there. Sure. Is it valuable? I mean, not an inherently valuable audience, but you can make a business. Sure. It's fine. There's just different shades of business here. And it's like, oh, one's the woman. Well, that's like old lady television where the lady turns on the TV and just plays forever. Every audience is valid. You know what it's to, to say is yeah. what I want is that's fine, but you're not the only person in the room here. So you know, you we gotta right. under, and what this is what so there's gonna be different so lot it of pays for itself, it pays for itself. What are you gonna do, right? Yeah, to the point, where does this go? You know, there's just different tiers of business models as there was before, you know, HBO is fifteen dollars a month if you wanted it, you had basic cable and you had free out of the air, and it's like now it's like, well, the streaming equivalency, you have Avod, you have some S subscription services, which are five dollars for Apple, seven dollars or eight dollars for P, you know. Disney and upper tier is 15 or for HBO Max and Netflix. Or if you want the ads, that's the next adjustment. Okay, here's eight or nine bucks, and Netflix will see what they're gonna price their ad supported yeah. at. Even Disney's gonna have ads supported by the end of the year. So that's the so where's this going to your point? Also, that's the next where it's going is like, okay, we've Netflix has got everybody's gonna pay them 15 bucks a month for Netflix and in, in the US. There's nobody else is going to do that. They've hit the ceiling. Makes me wonder if Prime and
0: Apple got it right, where it's just like, well, on demand, pay-per-view. Basically, it's like, when we make it, we have enough people to pay us back, and then we'll make some more,
2: and you pay well, us back. I, I think Apple, Apple is more like what Sean referenced, where it's like maybe a show a month, if that. Like I mean, Apple's been very slow in terms of how they sort of released a lot of their shows, and Amazon, I think, You know, they they have their big swing for the fences like the Lord of the Rings show, which obviously they're betting the farm on. Um, but you know, I I as far as pricing, I mean Amazon's a little bit of a different beast because we've had Cameron on who's head over there, and that's not their main goal. Their main goal is to just keep people on Mm. prime. Like, you wanna watch? Okay, great, watch. Or you wanna go buy a pair of socks, go buy a pair. Oh, wait, you wanna listen to music? There's music. It's it's they just wanna keep you on the platform. I don't think but they the also play. have a pay-per-view model. Like you can watch, I rented Spider-Man last night for my
1: kids on, uh, yeah. Oh, that's PFOD. Yeah, you can do, right. sure. Yeah. Video on demand. Yeah, yeah, that's P- P- on. yeah. That. That's And Apple
0: does that too, where it's almost like, right. we'll just mix. It's, um, it, it's the theatrical idea. We'll make something really great. And then enough people will come and consume it and we'll make profit from it. Then instead of subscriber base, which I feel is insatiable. Like you can never keep up with the demand.
1: Yeah, I mean, Apple's a really interesting example. And back to your point ever put about spending and lost spending and how much you have to spend to play in the game. Apple tried to dabble in this for about three or four years and was like, we gotta just play or not play. We can't be doing this one show, you know. Oh, we have like you know, and if like <laughs> the amount of deals they've done over the past year, and Apple TV next year, you will not even recognize yeah. next year. The the, the volume hmm. of content that they're gonna have next year, you'll be like, What okay? Like they put the checkbook in because they did four years of this kind of like, eh, it's free, you know, it comes with phones. It's it's still only five bucks a month, which is like, what is your business? What is the business model here? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea. We're, We're spending... They're worth the trillion know, a trillion dollars. They don't need a business you know, model. They have, yeah. you know, <laughs> DiCaprio, De Niro, <laughs> Scorsese movie dollars. coming next year. You know, it's like, yeah, that's not cheap. So like, they just have this, you know, Apple clears you know, I don't know, twenty billion in profit a quarter. You know, it's like the money, you know, over two hundred yeah. billion dollars in the in cash on hand, so they can outspend anybody, which is kind of what they're doing now. What their end game is, I really don't know. I mean, is this it's just Apple affinity? Uh, you know, it's not. It's clearly not that's making it. It's losing money by leaps and bounds. There's no way you know you can even justify that. You can watch it anywhere. You don't have to watch it on your iPhone. You can watch it on your Android. You can, watch, you know, it's become that Apple TV Plus app has now become agnostic. Where before it was more of a eh, you gotta be in the Apple ecosystem. Now it's like it's everywhere, you know. So yeah, yeah. what is the Every business model there? I don't really know, but they're spending all this money now. And you know, the question about formats, sports is becoming a much larger part of the equation now, which it wasn't even last year. Um, so yeah. that's really your next frontier. Is the NBA is gonna, which is gonna be the deals probably going to be decided early next year that's going to be the next not canary in the coal mine per se but they've done soccer deals this year the uk soccer the premier league champions league you know which are not nothing but you know there are a few you know uh, champions league or premier league games get maybe a million viewers for the finale it's not you know it's not like a huge huge thing it's not 27 million for nfl so it sounds like as you play it out there's like a battleground over. The streaming services
0: and the cable television, because yes. of, eventually the formats yes. are going to be very exactly right, and, and that and we're going to really be b-
1: the cable business. Who owns which? The traditional yeah, media the companies. So
0: who's going to suffer yeah. if the bundle starts breaking? Yeah. Does Comcast buy Netflix or does Netflix buy Sony? Does Sony buy?
1: uh, Well, but it's Apple who's bidding and Apple doesn't need anybody and can do whatever they want. So if they pay the NFL Sunday ticket is the next big thing that's probably going to happen in the next few weeks. Yeah, that's an Apple is rumored to be number. That's a huge. I mean, it's another loss leader. I mean, DirecTV lost billions of dollars of that over, you know. Billions. I mean, we see it a little bit with Discovery, the Discovery
0: merger, just like so much. Um, big, gigantic corporations just eating each other because the battle is basically starting to f- find itself in the, some very few. Like, there's only a finite amount of viewers and we need to get their eyes in
1: four or five major fields. So, which yeah, platform there, is going to have It's, always been, it's right. always been the way. You know, everybody acts like the media business was this rock hard, you know, like, it's stable, like, oh my God, it's salt of the earth. Business. It's, oh, you know, Blockbuster and Viacom. Go to that, you know, like, you go back, like, every yeah, you know, yeah. there's always iteration. <laughs> you know, general electric owned nbc universe like it went to comcat you know like you know panasonic owned universal for a while coke owned sony you know like it's it's all yeah. it's just you know maybe it's, a little, it's speeded up a little bit more and tech has become a new player which it wasn't for many you know for, forever you know um so there's that change in it but this belief that like oh so much change i'm like yeah because it's always pretty stable i'm like no it's never it's you know it's never that way. It's just now the economy is becoming a much bigger <laughs> role in it of like where that wasn't a thing before. We haven't again haven't had that as a factor here in 14 years. Right now it's like oh, and your point, you know, can't, who's going to how many how many services do you going to are you going to pay for, and percent, you know. Um. Right yeah i'm already tired of all of it, <laughs>
0: it's a little tough i'm tired i'm tired t- myself <laughs> into being tiring so it's always a little I, yeah I, recently i was like doing something and uh it required star subscription i was like oh god <laughs> dang what do i gas switch, so click on so it and good. then i realized like oh wait i have a star subscription i'm like i do i, I-, I was like <laughs> right, this is getting ridiculous <laughs> I'm like, was- yeah. wrong with something <laughs> right yeah it's exactly. my kids kind uh-huh. of like text connor did you get me no i'm just well, like you know like it's it is it is way the, from a consumer point of view it's very tiring yes. and then don't forget from a consumer
1: view yeah. uh, you also have to compete with video games and- oh sure i mean it's a larger sure attention time span kind of stuff reading <laughs> books uh, the books are still out there um yeah exactly it's it's you know a different a different and then if you know good luck trying to find your favorite baseball team MLB has five different deals oh, with, yeah. <laughs> for, for baseball games. Oh. So it's just like, who's, is the consumer winning in that? No, it's, and that's where you, it's again, it's skews. It's going to like, yep. Yeah, oh yeah. We have five deals for MLB. Great. Well, I want to watch the the Mets. Where are they? Uh, let me check one. No, nope, not there. No, nope. two. No, nope, not in that one. Oh, wait, do I have that one? No, oh, wait, I don't have that one. Oh, it's on Apple TV. Oh, no, yeah. You know, like you're going to piss off your customers eventually. And that's always the worst thing you want to do through price or whether that's through confusion and that is you know where a lot of these trends are going and that's so it it, it goes one way it goes too far it's going to skew back a little bit to like yep went too far especially in the recession we become more critical exactly. about our where we want to play and the for. timing could not yeah. be,
0: be better or worse exactly right. depending upon your point of view well sean yeah. it is awesome to meet you and to be part of this uh, conversation with you because I have a feeling we're going to talk a lot over the next couple of years as this recession <laughs> happens. Um, it's well, great to have someone to compete with Keith when it comes to understanding of what the heck is happening in Hollywood. I hope that anything did I did I explain everything exactly right?
1: right? Did I miss anything? Is that? Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, spot spot I think Janice has listened to the right person. She totally
0: knows where to get her news from.
1: <laughs> and don't remember, earnings, earnings season starts next week. So uh, all this information, all the real information, not minute, not, minute, all not, the real not information, this, it'll be yeah. profit. It'll be loss. It'll be subscriber number. Uh, this will all start rolling out over the next two to three weeks. So this topic is going to be front and center of all media attention until we all hopefully go on vacation for the, la- well, exactly. you know, <laughs> the latter part of August. <laughs> um, We're we'll at to get up at, you know, by 7am and look at earnings sheets when I first wake up and get a report out by 8.30am uh, for the, for the yeah, day. Yeah. So those Keep are, those are fun it, yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I appreciate no, it's, it. It's, it's been great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Give our love to
0: the guys at the Richard and the team over there and give our love to Janice. We really appreciate her listening she might be a, a, one of our favorite <laughs> subscribers right now. So <laughs> she's very happy to hear that. <laughs> it's the only episode she's going to watch of this show. It's the one that you're on. Exactly. So we got yeah. to talk her up. Maybe yeah. she'll, Janice, please subscribe. Uh, <laughs> please feel free. Hit the button right there on the right hand
1: corner. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah. Great to meet you. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks, Appreciate you coming on.